Hi. Hey. You know these these intros. What the hell is this? Or, Never mind. There's a handle on the, our table. I didn't realize that. <laughs> it was rubbing my leg, and I was confused. I was about to say these intros are... Um, Long-winded? A little harder without... More people? I was actually Andrew. Andrew's really good at uh, just, just starting to talk about nothing. You know, really? we, we did it for like <laughs> eight episodes before you even joined the show. Well, yeah, but... I'm being really noisy right now. Yeah, I apologize. Breadsticks. <laughs> Why do we keep eating during? Why do I keep eating during? I don't. Yeah, you're eating Chinese last time I was there. I ate before. <laughs> uh, to be fair, you ate before because I just didn't hit record. Well, yeah, but I wasn't. I mean, uh, I, I wasn't gonna. If, if, I, if I saw you hit record, you were gonna stop eating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. To be fair, that makes sense. <laughs> so, anyway. I guess hit the space bar and do the thing music. Ah, okay. It's doing Hi everybody! Hey Welcome everybody. to Kind of Epic Show. This is David Gilman. I'm David West. And um, oh, guess who we're ha- we're interviewing on on Thursday? A Henson of some kind. Yeah, Brian Henson, one of Jim Henson's kids. Didn't one of them die recently? Yeah, one of them did die recently. Okay, well, you should John? bring that up. <laughs> I'm sure Gabe will because he's, he's tactful. <laughs> you should bring that up right away. So the brother died. <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, a funeral. Right? <laughs> that probably wouldn't be the best. <laughs> or it could be the best. I wonder if Muppets were there. <laughs> and they had a musical dance number at the funeral. A somber musical dance number. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I'm really mm. looking forward to this. So, the Muppet movie, that comes out what, 21st? 21st. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the same weekend of that one movie you don't want to see. Oh, Divergent? Yeah. And it looks like garbage. <laughs> Absolute garbage. Might have my sisters review it. <laughs> they like reviewing garbage. I might see it. Uh, then you can review it with my sisters. <laughs> I don't think it looks like garbage. I do. Garbage is a bit stronger. I, 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 I've seen other well, trailers for other YA properties that made me think, oh, well, that looks like garbage. This one, eh, not so much. It looks like garbage. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not expecting like genius from it or anything. And yet, I'm going to go see like Need for Speed. <laughs> I know what garbage I like. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't see that either. Well, I, yeah, well, I've, uh, in my head, it works as uh, fan fiction post Breaking Bad. <laughs> he drives off in a fast car. He. Oh shit! Have you finished Breaking Bad? No. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. But, uh, In my head, it can take place after Breaking Bad. That's all I'm saying. Sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> shit. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, yeah. The movie I'm seeing this weekend is uh, Veronica Mars, which I will be seeing it this weekend if I can finish. Well, yeah, I'm seeing it the first showing on Saturday. Nice. But yeah, so so you're going to it then to the con? Yeah. Gotcha. I actually completely forgot they were on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Honestly, I was more excited about Veronica Mars. <laughs> Can't say I blame you. Uh, yeah, David's actually, he, he borrowed the first three seasons from me. You mean well, the, the only three? three. <laughs> the, the only three. Yes. <laughs> um, and I can say I'm now balls balls deep in Veronica Mars. Jeez. <laughs> I've, been, I've been saving that. You're saving that? Uh, yeah, because I wanted to say it earlier, and I didn't. But, yeah, uh, balls so, deep. Yeah, you said you considered the first episode of the second season now. No, for second first episode of the second disc of season two. Oh, okay, all right, all right. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm in there. So, <laughs> so I, uh, I'm thoroughly invested. You? You're thoroughly invested. Yes. Right, go. Yeah, it's such a good fucking show. Well, um, you let me borrow it last Tuesday. Yeah, 
I didn't watch any that night. And I only made it through a disc and a half to Saturday. And then I finished it <laughs> yesterday when I got off work. Okay. So if I can manage that speed, I think I could be done by Friday. <laughs> if I do my weekend speed. What is it? That's 22 hours plus, I don't know, another 18 not 22 hour long ep- they're not oh, hour yeah, long yeah. episodes hmm. but you can watch three episodes in two hours it helps so do you have any criticisms no no not really oh. it seems a bit dated but I mean <laughs> well, <laughs> who would have thought fucking 2004 was dated I know I was th- they, they did something in the show that really made me think about how uh, had to, had to do with cell phones. They were doing something with cell phones that really yeah. made me go, "Wow, this show is really old." <laughs> really, because uh, there was they had uh, they had smartphones, smart-ish phones, but it still doesn't seem that long ago to me. You know, like it doesn't. Like I think Veronica had like one of those sidekicks that like flip and mm-hmm. do all kinds of stuff, and I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, I remember that, but it doesn't <laughs> seem old. Uh, I think what ages it is the like a dress and stuff for me, like the oh, clothing. The clothing? Hmm. Because hell, their laptops look like my laptops <laughs> because that thing's fucking ancient. So, <laughs> well, I mean, hell, that's oh seven, yeah, oh seven. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's the clothing though. <laughs> I have to say, the some of the uh, references in it are out of nowhere. Like Xanadu, they made a Xanadu reference. I was just kind of like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> Not to mention all the fucking Archie jokes. There's mm-hmm. a lot of them. Yeah, there's that one episode specifically where Betty and Veronica. Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought so. And then, like the episode right after, they did more Archie jokes, and I'm just kind of like, "Hey, I'll take it." Yeah, it's a it's a well written show. I mean, I. It, I guess maybe it's a bad title or something. I'm trying to understand why people normally sort of avoid it or like look down on it sometimes. Yeah, I don't know because I like why did you look down? <laughs> I never did. I just never watched it. I never I never looked down on Veronica Mars. I just never watched Veronica Mars. But actually, the last episode I, I think is the last one I watched was one where Kevin Smith was the clerk. No, that was early in season two. That's on disc one. Never mind. Yeah, that would have been the. Second episode, maybe the yeah, second, or third. second or third, never yeah, mind. After the bus yeah. crash, which was awesome. That was just an awesome moment. <laughs> um, what did you? Uh, well, I guess what did you think of uh, season one as a whole? Like the the whole mystery. And I liked it. I I really did because I I had no idea who mm-hmm. the killer was. Yeah, I mean I I I definitely wasn't right in my assumptions anyway. <laughs> Because, uh, like, I thought it was more to do with the the Kane family, and it, w- it wasn't. Mm. But yeah, it, it caught me by surprise. I was like, oh, all right. I feel sorry for uh, uh, what's his name, Logan. Logan. <laughs> well, I felt I thought he was a dick to begin with for the yeah. longest time. He was a fucking prick. <laughs> and then when uh, his dad was uh, like punishing him and making him like volunteer at the food shelter mm-hmm. and then he was just kind of like and hey, my dad said he would donate half a million dollars <laughs> i was like bravo bravo sir and uh yeah then his mom killed herself does she come back is she actually dead um yes okay yeah okay i don't yeah she's dead all right good because her upper lip drove me nuts <laughs> The, cl- the obviously surgically manipulated lip. Yeah, it drove me nuts. <sighs> now he's banging Charisma Carpenter. So, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That'd Logan's, be a hard choice. Logan's an interesting character. Like, I, I, I like how they sort of... Um, they started him off as a jerk, and he was sort of like a one-note character. Yeah. And then they... You know, it's one Which, of the good things about television is able, you, you take supporting characters like that and you, you sort of delve into them and, you know, actually make them seem like real people. And I thought that was, you know, one of the better jobs I've seen of that on television. Yeah, I agree. They put him through the shit. Mm-hmm. They really did. And it was, I, like, it, it was really when uh, uh, Veronica and him first kiss, 
like after um Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. There was that episode <laughs> when he was 21 jump streeting it. Yeah. I called that. I was watching it with Marissa and I was like, it's 21 jump street. And then even he was like, all right, 21 jump street. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> called that joke before they did. But, um, yeah, when they, when they first kissed on, on the, on the balcony and stuff, like a part of me was all, uh, caught off guard, but the other yeah. part of me was just like, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I really like Schmidt. So, oh uh, yeah, the the sheriff, mm-hmm. yeah, the deputy, oh, yeah, the deputy, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> There's Schmidt from New Girl. He's a better sheriff than fucking Lamb. <laughs> that guy's a dick, right? <laughs> well, there there were a couple times where I was just like douchebag jar now, <laughs> and then I'm just like I li- I like you. <laughs> I'm excited. He's in the movie. I saw his credit. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think he's meant to be a PI or something in the movie. Oh, nice. Because I think Jerry O'Connell is the show. Damn it. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell in it, and that's unfortunate. Why? What's wrong with Jerry O'Connell? What isn't wrong with Jerry O'Connell? <laughs> what was the last thing he was in that was good? I like. Did you hear about the... Um, he was, uh, Shia LaBeouf did his I'm Not Famous art display thing. Mm-mm. You didn't hear about that at all? A little bit. It was like after the premiere of uh, Nymphomania. Wait, I knew he wore that bag over his head and said, I'm not famous anymore. Well, yeah, but essentially he, he rented out of space in L.A. And he wore the bag and it looked like he was sort of wearing the same outfit or something, I think. Yeah. And he and people could come in, grab, I don't know, an item from like a movie that he made and yeah. sit across from him and kind of say whatever they wanted to him. Or they could even take out... He had like a bowl of tweets, of insulting tweets that people had said to him, and you could read it to him. And and a reporter actually checked to make sure it's him because yeah. he said, "Okay, I'm going to pull off this bag to make sure it's actually you." And the guy pulled off the bag, and Shia LaBeouf's sitting there, and he I get his eyes are sort of red, and he's just he's silent, he's not really responding. It was weird. That is really weird. But next door, <laughs> somebody, it was like from funnierdie.com, decided to open up their own art installation that said, I am not famous too. And they had Jerry O'Connell <laughs> doing the Shia LaBeouf thing. But instead of sitting there silently, Jerry O'Connell would just talk your fucking ear off. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's, that's really great. I like that. That's, that's awesome. But, uh. So yeah, that, I think my only complaint about Veronica Mars is uh, Duncan King is kind of I don't know the guy who acts. Yeah, he's not the best actor. He, he doesn't act. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just this stoic character that just. Did... <laughs> I don't, that about sums it up. I don't think the listeners can see your. Stare. If they know what we're talking about, they do. <laughs> they're, they're, they're picturing it in their head now. I noticed he's not in it after the second season. Stupid IMDb for telling me these things. <laughs> Does he die? No. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Why is that too bad? Well, I don't know. I feel like his character just has a time stamp on him that he can only be useful so long mm. until well, he's no longer useful. He eventually leaves. <laughs> I, I know. I just kind of wish they would have killed him. It would have made me happier. <laughs> you know, I have to say, also... I know it's a I know it's a, a TV show and whatnot, but that school is terrible. <laughs> Those are the worst people <laughs> in all of television schools. <laughs> it's it's awful. I would I'm surprised the suicide rate in Neptune isn't through the roof. Well, they all go join the gang. That's that's right around a motorcycle. <laughs> Apparently, uh, have you? Yeah, the, uh, Dick and Beaver are more in the show now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Dick is a fascinating character to me because I kind of... He want, plays that same character in everything he's in. Well, I want to hate him. Yeah? But he's so funny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... It's like he, he, he every time he comes on the screen, you're kind of like, Hey, it's Dick! <laughs> I, I know. I, I thought it was real clever in a season one episode where... Uh, Logan actually calls, like, it makes it seem like Logan's calling him a dick. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's just calling him his name. Which they actually did in Forever Evil 6, too. Uh, <laughs> weird off-topic rant, but... Uh, yeah. Um, I, I really like the show. 
It's good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's addicting. Uh, 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 <laughs> the cliffhangers get you. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I gotta watch the next episode now. <laughs> Damn you, cliffhangers. Uh, what did you think of uh, the, the potential, like, weird step incest thing between Veronica and Duncan? <laughs> well, they didn't know about it. Well, I guess I they know. did. As a, I guess Duncan knew. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> he maybe had an idea, yeah. which is, is kind of funny and fascinating. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I but, just, I don't, I, like a part of me, the, 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 when they finally talk to each other about it, or more like yell at yeah, each other yeah, about yell it, at each other. that was one of my favorite scenes in the show just because it, like, it did a great job of building up toward it. Yeah. Because you're kind of like, you, you know, they both know at this point and they're yeah. avoiding each other. And once they finally confront it, 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 it really sold that moment. It, yeah. Really, yeah. You know, I, I honestly don't get why he ran away for as long as he did. You know? Mm, what do you mean exactly? Well, when Veronica... Well, when he confronts Veronica about the info on her computer and mm-hmm. and then he, he thinks of himself as a suspect in his sister's murder, which he doesn't know if he did or didn't do it. <laughs> but he's... I don't get why he ran and, like, skipped town. That would have been an instant red flag for them, like, for the cops to go after the kid. Oh, yeah, he ended up in Cuba or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Veronica's dad is the shit. Oh, yeah. I, he's hilarious, <laughs> and I just want to give the guy a hug. I mean, it, it, it was... Uh, <clears throat> and he, he was so, you know, badass during when he was fighting uh, uh, um, Eccles. Yeah, Aaron Eccles. Yeah, Aaron Eccles. Uh, uh, when Veronica was stuck in that fridge or whatever, and it was just... That that was an amazing fight. Just oh yeah, it actually felt real. Like the first time I watched it, I, I honestly, a part of me didn't know if he was going to survive. Yeah, especially when he like lights on fire. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And Veronica like screaming in the fridge. Yeah, and it, was just, uh, it was a really good season finale. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the lead up to it was great. The pacing on it was good. I mean, normally the, the issues with twenty two episode long seasons on shows is it gets kind of pushed aside but I, I like how they spread it apart and it actually felt like okay it's taking just this long to solve mm-hmm. I, I mean it seemed like every episode they were talking about it at least so it didn't just get pushed back into the ether of the show but mm-hmm. but yeah and each episode had its own little mystery itself I yeah. mean it was I don't know kind of a perfect example of how to do a you know procedural I don't want to say procedural because, but it's, I guess, subplot. There's always that constant B plot in the background of what's happening up front in the A. Some of those are, some, there there are times where some of those can get a bit strenuous. Like some of the B plots. I'm just kind of like, okay. (laughs) I I don't care. I don't don't care that your dog is gone. I'm sorry. This is funny, though, isn't there? I remember the one where. Oh, what was it? Uh, I, yeah, I think Veronica was trying to get this guy to hit on her and, or come on to her in some fashion. Like her car broke down. And she oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. And then that was on just going to season two where uh, the dude ended up like being friends with Nick Cage and mm-hmm. it was Nick Cage's house. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was pretty funny. It was just I, like. I thought this was an amazing platform for Kristen Bell as an actress. Yeah. Because there's so much for her to do. I mean, yeah. it helps that she's, like, in every fucking scene. Yes. But it, it it's one of the things that when I was re-watching it earlier this year, I was like, this is why I, I, I developed a major crush on Kristen Bell. Because <laughs> I was sort of, I, like, I remember after this show ended, yeah. she went off and did, like, a bunch of, like, you know, kind of silly romantic comedies. And part of me was just like... You're kind of better than this. Why are you doing all right. these? I mean, I understand a potentially a nice paycheck. And fanboys. Hmm? She also did fanboys. Yeah, but, and you know, Forgetting Sarah Marshall is pretty good. Yeah. But it's just the majority of her output film-wise yeah. isn't of the highest caliber. And you, you I really like her on actress. I really like her on House of Lies. I've only watched the first season, mm-hmm. but she's great. And mm-hmm. playing off of Don Cheadle in it, I mean, it's a great duo. They're really good together. They should put that on Netflix. It's Showtime. I think the only Showtime show on is Dexter. Dexter and Shameless. I think Shameless is Mm. too. 
And weeds. So they might eventually. Yeah. But, I mean, they waited until all of Dexter was on to... Or over it, to... Well, they didn't... It used to be on Netflix. Like, I remember I watched, like, the first three or four seasons on Netflix. Oh, really? Well, during the run of the show. Yeah. And they took it off for some reason. Huh. That's odd. Speaking of premium channel bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, HBO crash during... Or HBO Go crash during... Well, it's not a crash. It's just bullshit. Because... Well, no. It crashed on Sunday. Well, during, uh... I'm not talking about that. During True Detective. I'm talking about the fact that I still can't get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Comcast, do something to where we can get HBO to go on PlayStation. Yeah. Please. It's fucking bullshit. Please. There's no fucking sense to it. You know what? Uh, College Humor released a funny video explaining why HBO Grow crashed during True, True Detective. Detective. And, uh, it's basically, everybody was like, hey, uh... Can can I get your HBO Go password and everything? <laughs> like and like this kid was calling his dad. Presumably his dad had an HBO subscription. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, all right, I'll call you back. Bam, his dad then calls somebody. Hey, can I get your HBO? <laughs> and it keeps going down a chain for like ten minutes. It's like that's why HBO Go crashed. Good job, people. <laughs> I was like, that's that's awesome. Imagine what's going to happen when Game of Thrones comes back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Except I think True Detective was like the largest finale of an HBO show in like the past, like since Six Feet Under or some mm. shit like that. So, oh. yeah. Well, maybe that's a good time for Game of Thrones. Maybe. It already great, gets great fucking ratings. Like yeah. That as well. well, the problem with Game of Thrones is it's also the highest, highest pri- pirated show on television mm. as well. <laughs> so... Something tells me True Detective got pirated a, yeah. a fair amount of times. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's what happens when you're, you're one of the premium channels and you put out good content for well, people. That's why I think for stuff like HBO Go, pull a Netflix. You know, just charge people, like, just for your service, you know? Yeah, I, I read an article with the uh, one of the executives at HBO was talking about how they're aware that they can do something like that. Yeah. But... And make a fortune? Well, I guess, like, he was using numbers saying that, you know, th- this is the amount of... P- uh, this is the percentage of people that actually use the HBO, HBO Go app yeah. that's already subscribed to HBO. Yeah. Like, it, this is how often they use it. And it's a small percentage. Gotcha. And for some reason, he's using that as an example of... Well, how- the way I see it... Sorry for interrupting, but... If I had the choice to watch HBO on my iPad or on my TV, mm-hmm. what am I going to watch HBO on? Well, the TV. Yes. You know. But the the thing was, he was using that as an example of why they didn't really, they didn't see like Netflix and HBO Go as a viable way to make profit because due to the numbers of people who actually use it who already subscribe to HBO, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> because the thing about subscribing to HBO, you know, normally is that you have a, a, a ginormous barrier of having to get regular cable to do so. Mm-hmm. And then having to, having to pay further money to get HBO. Yeah. Which, yeah, there, there's a giant price jump there compared to just paying 10 bucks a month for just HBO. Yeah. I agree. That's fucked up. Yes. Because, hell, uh, they do that, and just think of how many more customers they would get. Mm. It's exponential, you know? I mean, I guess <clears throat> they could consider how much money they're making off of DVDs or Blu-rays, but yeah. I couldn't imagine... It, c- it could be a lot, but I wouldn't imagine it'd be as much as if they Netflix the damn thing. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't know why. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. Maybe it's because they don't produce enough content for, to put on HBO Go as a subscription service, but... Mm. I don't um, know. Considering the the rather large back catalog it has. Yeah. It... Which is all available on HBO Go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost a little bit more worried about it because Comcast is... Thinking about buying Time Warner, yeah. which owns HBO. Okay. So if Comcast buys Time Warner and HBO, they may never do it because Comcast sees it as a. I mean, if they're obviously not letting people use HBO Go on some of the devices already, yeah, 
they may not want people to do it at all. Well, maybe not do it at all, but like not allow the the Netflixing of it, mm. not offering it as its own separate but, service. Well, then just put the stuff on Netflix. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be a way to do it. Yeah. But uh, the 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 product is of such high quality, though, that maybe in demand. Out. Yeah, I mean, I understand them wanting to keep control of the product and wanting to be able to make as much money off of it as possible. Yeah, but. Well, if they made it subscription based, how many people would then not pirate it? You know, mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, especially you said the episodes are available the day after. I mean, I, apparently they're available available. Right after. <laughs> yeah, apparently right after, or like it's nine o'clock. It's the episodes up. Is I think how, for, if I read that article correctly, that's why like part of the reason it crashed because it's the same time as it's airing on TV is when it goes up. See, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to not offer it as some sort of separate thing. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, so last week, David and I watched a movie. Yeah. Saw it for free. Saw it for free, which is the best way to see this movie. (laughs) It was uh, 300, Rights of an Empire. Um, It was alright. Yeah, it was okay. (laughs) Is that our review? <laughs> well, um, Andrew uh, commented on it. He uh, he said it's porn for people who like ships. <laughs> ship enthusiast porn. I don't even think it's that. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the ships are that impressive or anything. <laughs> but they're accurate. Okay. <laughs> so I guess he kind of like how you know how people call like. The first ten minutes of Star Trek: The Motion Picture Enterprise porn. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Mm. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was missing a lot of what made the first one special in the sense it was missing some sort of feeling of I don't know consequence of actual. And maybe it was because we already knew, kind of knew what the hell was going to happen. I mean, th- this one is sort of parallel to yeah. the Battle of Thermopylae where the original 300 Spartans fought. So we know what's going to happen. To them. Yeah, so yeah. the movie sort of has to work on uh, making us care about Ava Green's character and the new Athenian dude who's yeah. kind of meant to be Gerard Butler, but not. Because Gerard Butler, I don't know, like... He kind of weirdly embodied that role. Yeah. Where maybe it's because we, none of no, none of us knew who the hell Gerard Butler was. Yeah. Who was this guy? I didn't know who this guy was. Well, yeah, but I guess that's another thing about what made Gerard Butler's thing so special is that he felt like a leader of men. He yeah. felt like you know, people would follow him and you know to die. Yeah. This guy, not so much. No, <laughs> no. I wouldn't follow this guy into battle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like him and the other Athenians are kind of just carbon copies of other Spartans. That, yeah. And it was... It, no one had a real character in it, you know? And even followed some of the same beats to a certain extent in which there was the father-son relationship, except they sort of inversed it and yeah. had the father die instead of the son. Yeah. And it it lacked anything about it to make it special because another thing about watching 300 was that uh, seeing visuals like that for the first time was pretty amazing and it sort of I don't know this one didn't have anything about it visually that was amazing it yeah. was just repeating itself yeah there was I nothing agree. innovative nothing about new it. yeah which is something else that, that bugged me about the movie to begin with is because it's seven years late mm. like okay maybe the movie would have been relevant a year after the first movie maybe two a year or two after yeah mm. and Okay, it would have been okay if they used the same tricks and stuff then. Mm-hmm. Make us wait that long. Give us something new. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just keep doing the same thing. Yeah, I liked the villain better in this one. Oh, Ava Green? Yeah. yeah I liked it, Ava Green. Yeah, she was... I mean, it was kind of interesting this year is sort of the the true power behind the throne to... She, because she was the one that you know, manipulated Xerxes into becoming the weird god king thing, which was odd and yeah. didn't really make a lot of sense. He like basically dipped himself in a pool and came out golden and huge. Yeah, <laughs> just, 
I can do that. I just don't want to. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm it's... already huge. <laughs> no, I am fat. <laughs> um, what I did there. Uh, yeah, that was... I mean, 300 had, like, sort of weird aspects of, like, mysticism and sort of fantasy elements to mm. it. But... I don't know, having him walk into the pool and walk out as some sort of golden superhuman thing is yeah. just really I have a golden weird. god. I mean, it's. I almost think the thing that works best about the Persians in the first 300 is that you don't really... They're know, just kind of fucked up. Yeah, you don't know too much about them. They yeah. just are... They're a different culture. They're completely alien to the Spartans. So they're... You drip cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Um, they're, uh, yeah, they were completely alien to the Spartans, but you didn't really get much of an explanation for it, which kind of worked for the exaggerated mythic quality that the first one had, where, you know, that, this, yes, 300 is not real history in any sort of word. I mean, yeah, it's based on an invent in history, but... It fucking exaggerates the yeah. fuck out of it. For instance, there probably were a lot more than 300 Spartans. No. That one's, that one's actually. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. I don't think there's any proof. Well, I, I, I seem to remember There's not a lot of proof about a lot of this, David. Well, I know. <laughs> well, I, I seem to remember in Latin that it could have been like near like 3,000. Either way, it was still extremely exaggerated. Like, outnumbered you know mm -hmm. like but uh and that was another thing this movie was missing was it like a sense of identity for the athenians like 300 spent a lot of time defining who these people were as a culture yeah and what you know meant a lot to them all we really knew about the athenians was in contrast to the spartans the spartans didn't really like them for some reason yeah that wasn't really expounded upon no i mean um, it was just an incredibly underwritten yeah, no, no one really had any character of their own. No, mm -hmm. no sense of danger in the entire movie either, mm -hmm. which really bugged me. There was no, no reason to care about them. You know, there was just nothing there. Like, okay, I guess I could understand that these people were going off to face their death, like the three hundred were. Mm -hmm. They were the three hundred went there knowing they were going to die, for the most part. Yeah, and there was just there wasn't that sense in this one. It wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, this one, it, it didn't justify its existence. <clears throat> Not at all, which yeah. is even worse for it being seven years later. Mm -hmm. Like, give us a reason for this movie to exist. Which I'm kind of worried that Sin City might do the same thing. Well, I think Sin City will work well as its own separate thing because there's Just seven the volumes. Yeah, there's the seven thing. different volumes. I mean, yeah. it's not like. You know, 300 is sort of essentially focused on this one event. Mm -hmm. 300 is more set on... I mean, it's about the setting. It's yeah. about the city, and it's about what's happening in the city. So you can have multiple stories happening. Yeah. So I'm not as worried about that. I mean, I guess it's not like the last couple volumes of Sin City was that great. I like telling back. And that's the seventh one, correct? Yeah. Uh, I was sort of mailing it. So, but like uh, the movie has new material, yeah, that Frank Miller wrote, and Frank Miller recently <laughs> isn't the best writer, <laughs> right? I don't know. I I really liked All Star Superman or All Star Batman. Yeah, I liked it from like a fun point of view. Yeah, but it was it's definitely not like the man's written much much better things than that. No, for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm excited about Sin City too, though. I mean. I wasn't impressed with that trailer. Well, I don't know. It's a trailer. It, it, it's the same director. Yeah. Same. Uh, Frank Miller wrote the you know, screenplay. It's, it's the same directors because they actually credit Frank Miller as a director on this one, which kind of worries me. Well, they did in the first one. I, he only did, what, one scene in the first one, though? Well, yeah, but, you know, he, um, Rodriguez went... He, he dropped out of the uh, director's guild specifically so he could allow Frank Miller to be credited as director. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Because for some reason they wouldn't let him do it. Why? I think it has something to do with breaking rules. Like, I think it has to do where if you join, like, the, the Russo brothers. Yeah. How are they allowed to do it together then? 
Well, I think they join the guild potentially as a group, right. as a duo. Like, if you notice some writing credits, yeah. it'll say one person, then the full word and, and yeah. then it'll show two more people and an ampersand in between them. Uh, I think okay. that signifies they're a writing team. Gotcha. And That's I, interesting. Um, huh. So, so I think because, and maybe Frank Miller wasn't even part of the Director's Guild. Yeah, that could be too. I mean, he did part of the first Sin City and then the Spirit, so he might not have had enough credits to be part of the DGA. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it could be bad, but I'm not, I'm not expecting it to be Does bad. Does the first one hold up? I haven't watched the first one in years. I haven't either. I wonder if it holds up at all. Hmm. That'll be interesting. We should rewatch it. <laughs> Let's see. What was uh, another trailer that came out last week was Transformers. I liked the Transformers trailer. Well, of course you did. <laughs> hey, what can I say? I like giant robots fighting. I like the the uh, the world building that Michael Bay is potentially going to forget about. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like the idea of you know starting like, fresh. Well, seeing the billboard saying, you know, remember Chicago or yeah, whatever yeah. the hell that was. And, like, everybody's aware of what a Transformer is. Yeah. And, like, when Mark Wahlberg figures it out, he's like, holy shit, it's a Transformer. Right. It's like, it, instead it, of it being, like, a new can, thing. Can I pause you right there? Also, the classic G1 Optimus Prime. That's a straight-up look of the original Optimus Prime in the TV oh. show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like that kind of truck, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> Geek but, moment. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, he knows it's a Transformer, so everybody in the world knows about these things now. Yeah. And it seems as if they're potentially, like, outlawed, or because, you know, right. they caused a giant ruckus in <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> right? They destroyed Chicago, yeah. The, the Trump Tower fell. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, it is Trump Tower in Chicago? I thought that was in New York. There, yeah, there's one in Chicago. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> I could show it to you on a map or in person. Um, in person. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm really interested in the status quo. I'm curious where all those chips came from. Yeah. And what the actual alien bullshit is going to be this time around, but. Well, I, I think they're, my opinion, just because we see that one Decepticon turn into a gun. Mm-hmm. I think that might be Galvatron. Okay. Which was Megatron who got transformed into Galvatron by a uh, fucking uh, shit. What the fuck happened to Megatron at the end of the third one? I don't remember. Like, I know Optimus, like, twisted ne- Leonard Nimoy's head or something, like, broke his neck, essentially. Yeah. Didn't he kill Megatron, too? Maybe. But mm-hmm. in the original cartoon movie... Megatron's killed, and his body's taken in, and mm. he is then turned into Galvatron, so... Mm. Eh? Maybe? I don't know. And maybe those multiple ships will end up being the, the Planet Eater, so... Mm. Well, I guess I could go with the title, Yeah, the, along they, with the dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, and the fact that the uh, Transformers are being hunted, mm-hmm. so... I, I really like that poster they put out of Optimus Prime. Or, like, holding that sword. Yeah, and I like the way they designed his armor this time. Like, it looks more, instead of looking like just a, a jumble of parts, yeah. actually, he, he's designed more like a knight. Yeah, I noticed that. That was nice. Um, what do you think about, like, clearly he's fighting Grimlock in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So are the Dinobots not going to be good? To begin with? Or, or are they going to have almost, to be broken? Yeah, I was thinking, like, maybe he was taming Grimlock. Yeah. So, like, maybe they're more, like, wild beasts than, like, sentient yeah. Transformers. Which would make sense, because they are super primitive in the cartoon series. So. Okay. So, yeah, maybe Optimus has to fight Grimlock in order to ride him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to be awesome. I don't know. I don't understand why the Transformers series as a whole gets so much hate. Okay, Transformers 2 is kind of bad. Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, there were moments in it I liked, mm-hmm. but... Overall, it's kind of kind of bad movie, mm-hmm. but I really liked the first and third one. I, I thought both of those were solid movies, and I don't, I don't know. I don't quite get the hate for the Transformers franchise. I think that's more like a hate toward Michael Bay, really. Which honestly, I don't get that either. To be fair, I, I can to a certain degree. 
<laughs> I, I, I really liked Pain and Gain. I thought Pain and Gain was a fun movie. <laughs> I liked the Bad Boy movies. Those were both fun. <laughs> Armageddon is... It is what it is, but... It's just that sometimes Michael Bay... His films feel like a mess. Yeah. Like what? Transformers 2? Well, like, I don't know. It's just the way they're shot. They're incredibly manic sometimes and just... Yeah, I can see that. Uh, he... Unlike, you know, Spielberg or, or Scorsese or anything like that, he doesn't feel like an auteur. He doesn't... I mean... I don't think he's put out anything you would be able to call art. <laughs> Armageddon's on the Criterion Collection. <laughs> Which is odd. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently somebody thought it was art. Somebody wanting to make money off of Armageddon. <laughs> I guess. And like, it's Mike, or it's, uh... So what if it's directed by Michael Bay? It has Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis. But yeah, so... That should be cool. Yeah. We should be getting a Turtles one. With uh, Captain America, right? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, apparently the review embargo for Captain America is March 20th, which is probably a really good sign. Hmm? Wait, what? The review embargo? Like, they've, they've already screened it for the press, but mm. the press can't actually release their uh, reviews yet. Okay. But uh, I read an article earlier today where they compiled a shit ton of the uh, um, tweets that reporters were allowed to tweet about it afterwards, but mm. they weren't allowed to review. Um, and all of the tweets were fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it was like, sweet. <laughs> I'm so excited for this movie. And, and allowing the press embargo to be March 20th, yeah. which is a, a healthy amount of time before the movie comes out. Yeah, it gives a, a, a plenty of time for good reviews to come out and to be able to build buzz. Like normally, movies that are pretty shit. Yeah, they. They don't. <laughs> they wait until the last minute. <laughs> Rumors are they're also going to do like uh, pre, like secret pre-screenings too. So oh. should be on the lookout for those. Hmm. So probably be... not around here. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? Hmm. It's probably in Chicago or some shit. Yeah. I was kind of they're doing a like Thursday screening of Veronica Mars as yeah. a premiere thing, but not here. Oh, of course. It's like up in Chicago. And I'm like, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> right? Um, actually, speaking of Captain America, just off topic in our own personal business, um, did you buy the double feature ticket? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Shit, okay. I'll have to do that then. <laughs> Why? I didn't. <laughs> okay. Is it in IMAX? No. Damn. I figured I was going to go see it again. So. Yeah, like every day that weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I plan on it too. But yeah. Matt's not going to the double screen, so probably like a early Saturday showing gotcha. or something. Maybe. Sweet. Tritching. Yeah. Awesome. That should be great. I can't wait. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> um, let's see. Did David finally watch 12 Years a Slave? I did. I did. I, I bought it on Friday and I went and made dinner. A giant thing of spaghetti for everybody. <laughs> and I sat on my couch and watched it with my mother and my girlfriend. Okay. They were both in tears <laughs> at multiple parts in the movie. I wasn't. I wasn't. I did not cry during the movie. But I had to look cool for my girlfriend, so there's, <laughs> I'm joking, but I, I just didn't cry. Uh, and <clears throat> this is going to sound... I don't know how this is going to sound, but... At the end of it, spoiler alert, he's only a slave for 12 years and he goes home to his family. But. They kind of get that from the top. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I said it the way I did. <laughs> but both of them were crying, like like bawling at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, the credits go on. I was like, well, that was a nice happy ending. My mom flipped out on me. She's like, how is that a happy ending? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, it kind of is. No, it's, no. it's bittersweet. No, bittersweet's a I, better word. They kind of take the happy ending away <clears throat> by the last thing they say about Solomon. Yeah, that's that's kind of true. They kind of take that away. It's like the whole nobody knows how he died or where he died. Yeah. That's, like, that's true. I mean, that just kind of punches you in the gut because you're kind of like, oh. Fuck. Right? He, I guess so. I, I, either somebody killed him, or he may have been dragged back down. Yeah, and became a slave, slave again, and, yeah. And then died in 
well, that's he true. Died in anonymity. Yeah. You know what? I guess I didn't. I guess it didn't <laughs> do that to me. It wasn't the punch in the gut moment. I was just like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> but hey, at least he's back with his family and then got to be a hero for a while. So then some other horrible shit potentially happened to him. Yeah, or he, hell, he could have just slipped on a rock and busted his head. Who knows? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> He could have been sleeping and then fell out of bed and broke his neck. <laughs> That's a reference I hope well, people get. <laughs> um, I, I, I was thinking about something after you uh, you sent me the text saying you thought it was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. They probably did that on purpose in the sense that, you know, where this was happening the area around them was beautiful. Yeah. Like the landscape shots, are, uh, some of it are just breathtaking. Oh, for sure. And having that contrasted against the the horrible things that we are inflicting on each other, I thought was you know an interesting choice and worked incredibly well. It's just... Hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have to ask, was Matthew McConaughey's performance in... Dallas Buyers Club that much better than Chiwetel Ejiofor. Well, yeah, I mean, I I I think Chiwetel should have won Best Actor. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I understand why people why why Matthew McConaughey won, and it's not something that I can really disagree with in the sense yeah. that I think it was a travesty that he won. Okay. Because Matthew McConaughey did do some, he did great work in Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. I just think Chiwetel did a better job. <laughs> because I mean, I I was I. I was taken for 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 the character, you know. Like I, I really felt everything that he was feeling, mm-hmm. and the movie did a great job of portraying that. Like I've I felt akin to to this character, you know. Like it, I don't know. I, it's a an event. Well, it's a feeling I don't get often with movies. I don't I don't know how to explain it. You don't get like dragged away. You don't get sucked in. Yeah. Okay. And. Like, I don't know. It's really hard to explain what I'm what I'm trying to to say, but I don't know. He should have. It's one of the best performances I think I've seen in a very very long time. Even even Fassbender. I don't know how Fassbender didn't get the damn supporting actor Oscar. Yeah, that's another thing I disagree with. I mean, once again, I understand why Jared Leto got it. Yeah, I don't. It uh, it doesn't piss me off. It just I disagree with it. Yeah, like I I have I haven't seen. Dallas Buyers Club yet, but damn, it must it must be one hell of a movie if it can get those two best acting categories because I thought they were both fantastic. Yeah, Michael Fassbender it was just he was amazing. A beard's a good look on him, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I just he's such an asshole in it. It's yeah. I don't know. Uh, Sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to think of things where he's like when he he's sleeping with a um what's her face yeah Lupita yeah I can't remember Patsy yeah Patsy like the look on his face and you know, after he was done the way he sort of started to choke her afterward yeah it was just, and and like uh, watching that in contrast to how um. Uh, Alfred Woodard, the 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 the, the black lady who um, was essentially she was on the porch drinking tea. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. You know, she was a slave for all the. She's probably still a slave, but she yeah. she's treated incredibly well. Yeah, kind of like uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Django. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and like you know. You know, they advise you know let them do what they want to do. Yeah. But then seeing you know what, at least what he wanted to do, and how, like he wasn't as accepting of his feelings toward her as the other gentleman probably was, and you could see how dangerous you know the situation was for her. Yeah. What do you think of the dialogue? It's probably the most times I've ever heard the N-word in a movie. And well, not Jingo just that. Jingo just came out last year. <laughs> I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about the, the, the lyrical way it's written. Was it? 
Well, yeah, it, it's not. It's at least not written in the same manner people talk today. Well, yeah, they're they're. The way it's written, I thought was fantastic, and the the fact that it's another reason uh, the actors they had more to do in a certain because they they potentially had to go against you know their normal teaching know, addiction normal yeah. addiction normal syntax and it it's almost potentially like the guy sort of he he read the book and he wrote the dialogue sort of in that same language yeah to a certain that degree. makes sense it. Uh, I, I was really impressed. I, I was really happy at one original screenplay for that. Yeah, not original, uh, adapted. Adapted. Her one original. Which yeah, was, I was happy about. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I really liked her as well. That was a depressing movie. <laughs> <laughs> not as depressing as Twelve Years a Slave. But again, I, I finished Twelve Years a Slave with a smile on my face. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was nice. That was but, nice. I was like, no. He's back home. <laughs> and then it said all that stuff, and I was just kind of like, all right. It's still happy ending. Yay. No. no. <laughs> Apparently I'm wrong in that. <laughs> I'd say bittersweet. It's bittersweet. <laughs> some people complain about this for some reason. What did you think of Brad Pitt's sort of... Non-essential place in the movie i mean okay yeah he he got him out yeah but he's in it for like two seconds (laughs) and he's a canadian amish (laughs) i I, you know some people bitch about it because it's kind of they they say uh, why did brad pitt have to play that part oh i i maybe help get the movie uh, get made i'm saying he's gonna be in it well i know he well he's producing it as well, so well, yeah, but I don't know. Apparently, it was kind of hard to get someone to actually finance the damn thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Well, it was just kind of like, okay, you have an insane like list of stars in this movie that are only in it for a split second, mm-hmm. like uh, Paul Giamatti. You serve. You're in two scenes. He's great in those two. scenes. Yeah, though. he is great in those two <laughs> scenes. Same with Benedict Cumberbatch. Great in the scenes that he's in, but. They were in the movie more than Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like anybody could play that role. Eh, probably, but like it, it probably had something to do with, hey, I'll be in the movie if you let it get made. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess maybe it had something to do with that. Um, but yeah, like structurally, some people bitch that you know he kind of works as a Deus Ex Machina as some guy who just pops up and frees him. But you're kind of like, this actually happened. Yeah. It's not going to uh, adhere to story structure. True. And even so, like they're saying, you know, Solomon didn't do anything. Yeah. And you're kind of like, no, he already was betrayed by a white guy already yeah. who was going to help him. So the fact that he still potentially had faith to trust somebody to not fuck him over again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was, I, I, I thought it was. I think it tied well with the scene where Solomon was when the uh, one of the slaves is buried after he died. Yeah, and they were all sort of sitting, standing around the grave, and they all started singing. And eventually, Solomon joined in. Yeah, and I think that yeah, that was it, beautiful. That was a really good scene. Yeah, like hearing him sing, hearing him. He has a uh, great voice. Mm-hmm. But it was sort of that moment of you know they're not going. To, you know, let me get down on myself. I'm going to keep on trying. Yeah. And I love the. It was a completely silent scene where it was just a close up on his face. And I think it was after he Brad Pitt said he was going to go free him. So we're kind of stuck with him in the sense of somebody's going to go tell my family potentially. Yeah. And just that close up on his face. While we can imagine what he's thinking about, he's looking to and fro. And then he locks eyes with you. Yeah. And he sort of, he breaks the fourth wall. And I thought that was another great, powerful moment where you you feel connected with him. Like you see, you know, the fear in his eyes of what could happen if he, if the guy doesn't actually do what he says he's going to do. He's going to be stuck there for the rest of his life. It's, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good movie. It's fucking yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, out of all the Oscar ones that I've seen, 
it's probably my favorite by far. And I mean, I, I've seen a handful, of course, but uh, it, I liked Gravity, but this is so much better than Gravity. Yeah. Like, how didn't Steve McQueen win Best Director? Like, honestly. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Like, I understand Gravity getting all the, like, even the cinematography. Mm-hmm. I, I can understand Gravity getting that because it's a lot of fucking work. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I guess I guess it could, should get director too. But it's, yeah, it's one of those things they have to act with nothing. Mm-hmm. So okay, I get and, that. and Alfonso Coron was sort of like the he was the driving force behind all of that. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like it makes sense for him to win best director. Yeah. It's one of those either or things. You're kind of like uh, I can see either of them winning. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. That's you know. After after saying that, I, I can see why they split. Because we were talking last week that, uh, or whenever this goes up, well, no, when we were talking about Oscars, um, we were talking about how they're normally together, you know? Like, they're normally best director and best picture. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that hasn't been the case the past two years. And I think this year is more of a reason to have them split. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like one shouldn't have won both. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah, last year was just weird. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> last year was a weird fluke in the, the system. <laughs> ben Affleck not getting nominated for best director or Argo is just odd. <laughs> and then he won best picture. Yeah, like if he would have been nominated, that would have been one thing. But he wasn't nominated and won best picture, which just confuses me. Well, uh, that might had more to do with the fact that he didn't get nominated. There was just a big political upheaval about the fact that. Ben Affleck didn't get nominated for Best Director. Yeah. It, it uh, garnered a bunch of sympathy, sympathy uh, um, votes for Argo. Yeah. Because I think there was something else that was potentially going to win Best Picture. But then after that, there wasn't really a question about yeah. who was going to win. What was the other one? Life of Pi, maybe? I don't think it was Life of Pi. I think it was another one, but I can't remember what it is at the top of my head. It, it better not have been... Uh... I just forgot the name of the movie. My brain's not working. Uh, Osama bin Laden. Zero uh, Dark Thirty. Like no, no, I think it was that. I don't know why that was nominated. For um, Best I, I I didn't really care for it at all. I liked it. I guess I could understand, you know, the weirdness of it getting nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. What was the other ones? La Miz was nominated. Yeah. Django. Django was awesome. Neither of those were going to win. No. I don't know how late Miz was. Lim Miz wasn't good. No, it wasn't. Because that was, yeah, that was. I I hate musicals where they fucking sing the dialogue. Yeah, I know and that the drives dialogue me nuts. Isn't even rhymed in it. I know just it drives yelling me nuts. At you for, uh, oh, oh! Speaking of Lay Miz, did you watch the Sesame Street parody of Lay Miz? No. It's the Cookie Monster, and it's great. Look it up. It's What, does he sing the Anne Hathaway part? No, well, he's singing, like, he's potentially being the uh, Hugh Jackman character. Okay. And singing the entire time about cookies. It's great. <laughs> it, it was awesome. Let's see, 2013. And he people keep asking him for his cookies, and he's like... And he's like, no, it's my cookie. <laughs> like, Anne Hathaway's Muppet is like, please, sir, I am starving and my little daughter needs food. Can I please have a cookie? And Cookie Monster's just like, no. And turns around, a cookie, cookie, cookie. And then starts singing again. It's great. Have you seen this yet? It's a cover of uh, the latest issue of Vanity Fair that has some of the cast of Game of Thrones on That is? Well... I, sh- I handed it over to you while it was still up there. <laughs> Did you uh, seriously not see it? Uh, for like a split second. Okay. Well, hold on. <laughs> Game of Thrones? I haven't watched it. Any- oh, have you downloaded the Game of Thrones uh, mixtape that came out? HBO released a Game of Thrones mixtape. Oh, no. I-, I saw you post it on Facebook, but no, I haven't. I haven't Neither have I. Oh, was- oh, yeah. Lincoln and Silver Linings Playbook were other choices. Oh, yeah. Silver Linings Playbook. That's yeah. A, that was... Do you think David O. Russell will get an Oscar eventually? Probably. Do you think he has to If he, if get, he keeps it, up this quality of product... Do you think they'll just give him one eventually? <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe. All right. It's kind of like Sad Leo. 
You think Leo will get his Oscar eventually? <laughs> Probably. Well, Same with Amy Adams. She's been nominated like four or five times already right? or something like that. <laughs> Which is weird to think. One of her first acting gigs was on Smallville. Season one of Smallville. <laughs> she ate people. She ate people. Well, you, uh, she was a... Uh, do you remember the episode? This is going back 12 years. But uh, she was the really, really fat one and she would eat people to lose weight. Oh, yeah. That, that was Amy Adams. <laughs> it's weird. Like Jessica Chastain was in an episode of Veronica Mars, and I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was a list of people that um, were in Veronica Mars and ended up having sort of, you know, good careers. Have you uh, seen Adam Scott yet? Yes, yes. <laughs> As the pedophile teacher, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was creepy when he started playing the music in his house. Oh, I know. I was like, like oh god. Oh, no. I was like, oh god, not I didn't again. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Life gets better. He moves upon me. <laughs> no, you know what? That wouldn't be better. <laughs> but yeah, another thing that was nominated was Lincoln. Wow. Wow. Huh. Last year was odd. Yeah. Anyway, um Yeah, who else was there? Yeah. What was the last episode of Parks and Rec have you seen? I'm behind. I haven't watched the one where they're like Andrew Luxon. I haven't. I'm oh. way behind on Parks and Rec. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, there were, there was an episode. I think it was two weeks back, where um, Ben Wyatt did something, and a <laughs> partner was just like, like Ben Wyatt is me. <laughs> <laughs> because there's certain moments like where he gets excited about bookkeeping and stuff, and awesome and. and <laughs> what was it? Oh, well, when he was uh, the the Dones, not the Dones, the Cones of Dunshire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of far behind because they they went on that mini hiatus and I never. Well, yeah, because of the back. Olympics or no, there? before then, oh. like in the fall, hmm. they took a mini hiatus and I for some reason never got caught up. Yeah, I know, shame on me. Ah. Uh. Well, what time is it? Oh, hour and three minutes. Go team. <laughs> yeah. You know, studies have found more people, like most people listen to podcasts like while driving. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's good to stay like right around an hour. That way, like the to and from work ride. Even though, well, I guess to and from. But... No, to and from. Because yeah. more people are willing to go back after that. But if they get home and there's like 10 minutes left, how likely are they to finish that episode? It depends on how good it is. I've done that before. Yeah, me I'll be, too. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be listening to Harmon Down or something, and I'll just listen to it while I walk into the house. and Yeah, and do other stuff in yeah. the house, yeah. Me too. But so, yeah. I don't really think it's that big of a deal, as yeah. long as people like it. Yeah, true. True. Well, um... <laughs> um anyways, I don't, know, I don't know when this is going to be up. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It might be after Indie Comic Con. Well, you could put it up sooner than that. Yeah, I could. I could put it up whenever I want. Yeah. I'll put, you know what? I'm going to put it up on Thursday. Okay. Or you ma- should probably tell people you're going to be at the Comic-Con on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> uh, well, let's start off. Um, if you guys listen to our special episode we had on Monday, uh, Nerd Management Part 1, uh, it was it was, a, it was a blast. I had a good time. It was a fun episode. Um, if you're wondering, like, oh, my God, where in the world is Part 2? That would be over on Nerd Management's uh, podcast. So you essentially pulled the smartcast. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did, actually. Uh, well, and it'll be kind of epic show, part two. So hopefully that doesn't confuse people. It it's may a, potentially. It's a crossover yeah. crisis. Like you could put a little slash in between the titles or something. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a crossover crisis. Bum, bum, bum. Crisis alert! Crisis alert! <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you're like, oh, why in the world is the rest of this? It's over on their show. So, and that was a lot of fun. They play games on their show. <laughs> play games. Yeah, they play games. It was, <laughs> it was fun. And it was fun getting to actually talk about comic books. But I'm so far behind in books. I mean, eh. Yeah, we would do it if you'd actually catch the fuck up. Well, they just told me what to read. They were like, all right, these are the books we're going to be talking about. How about you read them before we do this? I was like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so yeah, yeah.
Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.